Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode number 187 for Weekly Poker Hand, and we are still on the bubble in this $10,000 buy-in six-handed World Series of Poker event that we've been playing for, or reviewing at least, for the, the last few weeks. Here I opened to 12000 under the gun at 2500 5000 with a 500 ante, and I think this is perfectly fine and standard. I am one of the big stacks at the table. The only other big stack, Jonathan Duhamel, is on the button, also with a 100 big blind stack. So I make it 2.5 big blinds, folds around to him, and he makes it seven big blinds. So about a three times my initial open re-raise. So given we are on the bubble, and Duhamel is the only player who can bust me, or at least hurt me significantly, this is definitely a spot to play cautiously. The only time you should be really aggressive in spots like this is when you are really convinced your opponent's getting after it. And Duhamel is a, a very strong player, but not too insane, at least in my experience. I'm sure he has a little bit of insane in him, and he's tried to bluff me a time or two that I've shown on Weekly Poker Hand. That said, I don't know if he's just going to be absurd to where, like, if I re-raise to 78, he's going to make it 150 and then fold to a shove, right? That's not the dynamic I'm trying to play around with here. So I'm just going to call and see a flop. I don't think we need to fold. King-Queen suited is going to flop more than good enough to justify calling. So I'm going to call and then play somewhat cautiously. We're doing a lot of checking and a lot of calling most likely. So on the flop, it comes Queen of Clubs, Jack of Clubs, Three of Diamonds, giving me top pair. And this seems like a pretty easy spot to go for that check call. If we were much deeper stacked or in a non-bubble scenario, if I checked and he bet small, there may be some merit in raising. But even then, I'm still going to be check calling most of the time against a generally aggressive player. So I check. He bets 35000 same as his preflop raise, which is somewhat typical. And I'm just going to call. Again, we are going to get outdrawn some portion of the time by playing our somewhat vulnerable top pair in this manner. But in exchange for getting outdrawn some portion of the time, we are almost certainly never going to get stacked unless he bets gigantic on the turn and then shoves the river. If he does do that, that would be a rough spot. So on the turn, we get a four of clubs. And I'm again just going to check. And this time he checks behind. And this is what we want to see because now I just know we're, we're not losing a large pot. We have 430,000 behind and the pot is 150. So worst case, we're going to lose maybe 200k on the river, 250k on the river, which is substantial. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to lose 250k on the river, but that is sort of worst case scenario. So the real question though is when it checks back on the turn, do I need to value bet the river? So if the river is a complete blank, like a two of diamonds, I could see going for a value bet. However, when the board contains a flush draw, the, the turn completed the flush, and then, also, the river is an 8 in this scenario, giving Jack 10, I'm sorry, 10-9 a straight. I actually do lose to a decent amount of hands that Duhamel may decide to play a little bit cautiously on the turn. Maybe he decides to not bluff with his 10-9s on the turn. Or maybe he decides to check back a hand like 6-5 of clubs on the turn. Or maybe he decided to slow play with the ace-x of clubs on the turn. Who knows? Um, all of those hands I want to lose the minimum against, so I'm just going to check. By checking, we do miss value from hands like ace-jack or king-jack. We also maybe miss value from a hand like tens, but I think tens would probably fold if we bet. So if you think about it, there isn't a ton of hands that we're going to miss value from by checking. And for all we know, maybe Duhamel will value bet some of those hands. So 
this seems like a pretty great spot to check to induce bluffs and just ensure we do not get shoved on. So I'm definitely going to check. And if he bets, I'm going to call pretty much any reasonable bet. And that may be a good strategy or it may be a mistake. I mean, if, if Duhamel basically never bluffs the river in this scenario, then clearly my check call would be a little bit optimistic because I lose to basically all value bets. That said, I think my line looks quite weak or like I have a marginal hand. And whenever you look like you have a marginal hand, that's usually a pretty nice spot for your opponents to bluff. So anyway, I check, he checks, and I think I win this hand. Don't see how I can not win it given we check down. And I do win. So I, I think what happens to a lot of people on the bubble when it's big stack versus big stack aggression, they get in their minds that... They have to play for either all their money or none. And that's just not the case. Very often, you're going to find that you're often playing one street or two street poker where you're betting the flop or betting the turn and, and then just checking the rest of the streets. And um, that's okay. And and that allows you to actually call with lots of slightly marginal stuff, at least in position, because usually you're not going to have to play for all of your money. And if you don't have to play for all of your money, you can splash around a bit more than normal. So don't, don't assume that just because we're on the bubble, we must play really nitty. Also, one benefit of this scenario when we're on the bubble as big stacks is that all the small and medium stacks are very often going to be sitting on the sideline because they actually do need to play a little bit tighter because going broke or even losing you know, 100,000 or 200,000 chips, which is 50, uh, maybe 15 or 20 big blinds for them, is quite detrimental. Whereas if me or Duhamel loses 15 or 20 big blinds, it's not really the end of the world. So what happens is we end up playing more pots together and we are essentially jockeying for the dead blinds and antes that are in the pot. And if we, on average, win half of our pots, we're going to chop up the blinds and antes. And if you think about it, if there is, I don't even know, let's say there's maybe 10,000 chips in each pot. If we're winning 5,000 chips every hand, which of course is not quite how it works, but every time we play together and everyone else folds, if we win 5,000 on average, that's going to increase our stack relatively quickly. So... Um, anyway, don't be too afraid of playing, especially if you're a big stack. Just make sure you're not playing a manner, a style of poker that leads to you perhaps going broke. At least uh, you don't want to risk going broke frequently. So that's going to be it for this hand for weekly poker hand. I want to thank you all again for being here. If you feel inclined, please leave a review on iTunes. That would be a big help for me. You can also um, like me on or follow me, whatever it's called, on YouTube. Because, you know, getting I put out a lot of content on YouTube and... I, I think that you, if you enjoy this, you may also enjoy my video blogs and other strategy content. So check that out. And um, I'll be back next week with another fun poker hand. Thanks for watching.